1: Captains, you're listening to episode 270 of Priority One Podcast, your weekly report on all things Star Trek, available for download or streaming on Monday, May 16th, at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Elijah. And I'm Kenna. And as always, in the recording booth locked away is our audio engineer, Winters. Hiya, folks. So, Kenna, tell us what we've got coming up this week.
2: Well, this week, we check out how far Seth MacFarlane will go to parody Star Trek and what John Cho has to say about Star Trek Beyond. In Star Trek Online News, producer Maria Zeronius-Rex-Rosso joins us to talk about the latest announcements. Later, we find out what Trekkies like you have been creating when Henry gives us this month's fan art spotlight. And as always, before we wrap up the show, we'll open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages.
1: Of course, Captains, don't forget to keep the conversation going at Facebook.com forward slash PriorityOnePodcast or on Twitter at Pod. You can also send us an email via incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com.
2: And finally, thanks again to all our Patreon supporters who make this show possible from week to week. Visit us at Patreon.com forward slash one and find out about all the cool perks we have to offer. And speaking of Patreon perks, this week, Star Trek Online's lead designer, Al Rivera, joins
1: us on Priority One After Hours. And we have a very special guest with us again this week. is Star Trek Online's lead designer, Cal. 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 (laughs) Some guy. (laughs) Cal. Some guy. (laughs) Rivera. What constitutes Star Trek canon? All right, um, Cal, what about you? Cal.
0: Well, Chelio, <laughs> um, I guess... He's, he's Elbert the, great, the wonderful friend. Elbert. This
2: unscripted, uncensored, and unedited recording is available exclusively to our Patreon subscribers.
1: Now let's trek out some of the latest news in the world of Star Trek. Join Then let's trek it out. In not-so-Star Trek news, Seth MacFarlane, the creator of Family Guy, another hit animated series, has decided to take on a new project, a live-action sci-fi comedy. According to Deadline, the story is, quote, set 300 years in the future. The show follows the adventures of the Orville, a not-so-top-of-the-line exploratory ship in Earth's interstellar fleet. Facing cosmic challenges from without and within, this motley crew of space explorers will boldly go where no comedic drama has gone before. For, 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 end quote. So I think this actually could be fun. It will definitely be very adult humor because Seth MacFarlane knows nothing else. But he is a true Trekkie and a fan of sci-fi, so I'm sure that this is going to parody a lot of classic scenes and imagery that we know and love from from Star Trek and other sci-fi franchises. Uh, He also knows how to tug at nostalgia with his jokes. Whether it's pop culture or older humor, he just delivers it spot on. And unfortunately, with with any possibility of a Galaxy Quest prequel or sequel now unlikely, I'm kind of glad that McFarlane is, is trying to do his own thing. I'll tell you right now, though, the show's not going to be for everybody and not for all ages. So if you don't like the Family Guy humor or didn't enjoy Ted or A Million Ways to Die in the West, then you might, if not probably, won't like the show.
2: I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what he does with it. I'm not a huge fan. Like, I I think Family Guy is funny and I think Ted was funny, but I wouldn't go. It wouldn't be my first choice of things to watch. But uh, we've been needing something like this, to be fair, for a while. The description of it reminds me of the description of Red Dwarf. Uh, Forgive me, I've never actually seen Red Dwarf, but a lot of people, there's a massive following for Red Dwarf. So it's kind of comedic space, but not like all the slick and we're the best at everything kind of thing that Star Trek has going for it. So
1: I think it could work. I think so too. And I think it's in good hands. I think that Seth MacFarlane is creative. He's talented. uh, He knows how to keep a show on the air. You know, he has a lot of resources. He knows the source material really well, right? He knows Star Trek, you know, Star Wars. I think that I think that this I don't think this will be bad. I just think it's not going to be for everyone.
2: No, I think you're probably right about that. D- uh, do you know when it's going to come out? Do we know anything about that?
1: 2017.
2: Okay, next year sometime. That'll be nice. It'll run, it'll run right alongside the, uh, the Star Trek series. Right, right. Could be interesting. Well, in what seems to be more attempts to try and fix the nightmare that was the Star Trek Beyond trailer, John Cho did an interview with the magazine Famous Monsters of Filmland, Now, he describes the story and the script of Star Trek Beyond as being, quote, very much like the best of the original series. Justin Lin cared about the mythology. He cared about moving the characters forward, end quote. But with Simon Pegg having written it, will the film be more of a comedy than anything else? Not according to Cho. What you're going to get when you ask Simon Pegg to pen a script is a very human touch. And that can come out in comedy, but it doesn't necessarily have to. And there are some funny moments, but I think he and co-writer Doug Young were constantly looking for connections between the characters. It just felt like they were looking for human moments. End quote. And speaking of other Star Trek actors...
1: What was the movie that's like the funny one of the Star Trek movies? The funny one. Oh, I'm asking the wrong person. You don't even watch Shut even up! Star Trek. Ah, four. Never mind. Move on. Three. W- w- the third one. You see, no. It w- was it the one with the whales? The whales. I love the one? one with
2: the whales. Yeah, number four.
1: Is that the fun? Is that one considered the funny one?
2: I'm not sure. Cool. It's a good one. It's quite funny. D- and Spock does the Vulcan neck pitch on the on the punk in the bus. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean I guess that one's a decent one. That one's yeah. a pretty decent one. It's, it's and it is. It's one of the best. Humor. It was the
2: one it was my favorite when I was a kid. It was the one that it was the only one that I actually remembered the plot of.
1: It's the only film that you Shut
2: seen. up I have seen them all. Some were more memorable than others. I have a crappy memory though. We've been over this. Well speaking of other Star Trek actors, in June, Nichelle Nichols, the original Lieutenant Uhura, is set to be honored at the forty second annual Saturn Awards. According to Variety, she'll be receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award for her contributions to the Star Trek series, musical arts, and genre entertainment. She will also be recognized for her tireless support of NASA and space exploration.
1: Now it's time to chat with Maria Rosso about the biggest announcement from Star Trek Online to date.
2: Security clearance level 3 or above is required to access files.
0: This is Captain Benjamin Cisco. Authorization Cisco Alpha 1 Alpha. Logs accessed.
2: Well, Captains, this week we are pleased to have with us Maria Rosso, a.k.a. Zeronius Rex, producer for Star Trek Online. Maria, thanks for being on the show with us.
3: Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure.
2: Well, there's quite a lot of things that we want to talk to you about today, but first of all, uh, let's start off with there's been a big announcement from Cryptic this week and that's all about the fact that Star Trek Online is going to be coming to consoles to the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One in the fall of this year or the autumn for our European friends. So let's first talk a little bit about the genesis of this whole endeavor. So the game has been out now for over six years. Why is this happening now? Well,
3: uh, in many ways, it couldn't have happened much sooner. Previously, after Star Trek launch, most of the studio's uh, non-Star Trek efforts were, uh, non-Champions efforts, were all on Neverwinter. So all of our, the programmers that work on our engine and our graphics and that sort of thing, they were all focused on getting Neverwinter out the door. And then uh, that accomplished... We then got Champions free to play and then we got Star Trek free to play and then we started working on getting to the Xbox in China and getting never winter and when I say that, never winter to the Xbox in China, and never winter to other locales. And now we finally had some breathing space and we thought, Hey, we're not busy enough. <laughs> let's uh let's Guys, let's get another game on there. And so we had a, it was a dual effort. A lot of the console work for getting S T O on the Xbox had been handled by the work getting Neverwinter on the console. As far as programming, right? There's still a, a lot of things that had to be done. A lot of uh, UI changes, obviously, and uh, support for our new lighting tech. And then that let freed up our our engine guys to work on. Hey, well, you know, if we're doing Xbox, really, we should do PS4 too, because mm-hmm. you know we're we're multi-platform. So they started working on that. Um, so really, if you ask our our core group of guys, the guys on the programmers, they will look at you a little cross, <laughs> <laughs> think about like, what do you mean, why now? That we've been working continuously. Yes, so that's kind of why why now I this time period and also with the 50th anniversary it's a fantastic opportunity and the and the new series announced all of this
1: right it just makes sense it's the next it's the next logical progression now if i remember correctly though the game was originally intended to be released on the console even before the pwe acquisition no
3: not to my knowledge Okay. okay. so when i started at cryptic it was before champions was launched but not long before and i know way back when champions was going to be a different ip that they had uh some conversations with microsoft but i know of no plans to really do that with um star trek so i and as far as i know we had to acquire separate license from CBS to do console. Oh wow! Okay. I could very well be mistaken because I don't handle that right. side
1: of things. So, how can or how will the expansion into console impact existing players? And I don't necessarily mean in like the day to day, but but how can the success of Star Trek Online on console impact future development on the whole?
3: Well, I mean, assuming that this is going to be successful on console, which I mean we very much all hope for, and winter is a good indicator for. Um, it's just going to help us stay around longer. Um, we weren't certainly not doing poorly but I mean it's a it is a six-year-old game and we want to see it be an even older game and so it'll just help ensure our future if you will. But other than that I don't see it really impacting existing players. I mean, none of the changes that we've made have really been for the console i should say i've really been like intrusive as far as informing what kind of new content we make i just can't see us doing that too much because our game is what it is and i think if we were to drastically alter it you then run the risk of leaving behind the people who like it for what it is now
2: right so we've been talking a lot about the consoles um there have been a lot of players who wished that the Mac client would have come back and possibly been part of this sort of expansion into the other platforms. Why haven't you included a Mac client in this? I know the support was discontinued a little while back. Um, it seemed like it might have been a good opportunity to maybe bring that back.
3: Yeah, that was uh, it. Was sad for us. I mean, we put a lot of our resources into the Mac uh, but uh, ultimately, I think this shouldn't be news. It, sh- it should be explained before. But we had uh, a third company, if you will, an outside company, make this uh, port for us using their their uh, engine. It was kind of like uh, an offshoot of Wine, right. um, and uh, we had a our contract, and they would make this. And then what happens is Apple has different hardware. Mm-hmm. Frequently, uh, um, and new operating systems, and unfortunately, some of that made the uh, the changes made by Apple made the uh, existing Mac client just really not great. Uh, <laughs> so that we'd have to have contracted them again, and I think ultimately the uh, the even at its best, the Mac client wasn't as stable as we'd have liked, and. I believe it was something like one percent of of players Mm. on the Mac, possibly less. So it's not that we want to leave anyone behind, but uh, that sort of that sort of effort to create a whole Mac client because there's a whole different. I mean, there's a whole lot of technical stuff I could try and get into. I'm not an expert on, but it has to do with the way that Macs do graphics. It's OpenGL versus DirectX and that sort of thing, and whereas the consoles, I mean, the Xbox uh, that runs Windows 10 essentially, mm-hmm. and the uh, PlayStation hardware or so- and software is far more similar to PC than anything else. And so, essentially, if you got somebody who knows how to program on Windows, they could work on the, the uh, Microsoft and Sony consoles pretty easily. That same cannot be said of them being able to do programming for uh, Mac, as far as graphics are concerned.
2: Right. So it's a much more specialist kind of undertaking to, to get that client to be supported.
3: Oh, definitely. It, it, it really is not. It, I realized, like, if I had not been part of the initial push on getting STO to the Mac in the first place... I would not know all of this about the technical differences. Because it does seem like, well, if you're doing this, how come you can't yeah. do that? And it really is that it's like, it's not like apples and oranges so much as it is like apples and zucchini.
1: So let's talk a little bit about some of the logistics. So it's already been established that the PC servers will be separate from the consoles. So if I'm on the PC, I cannot play with friends on the consoles no matter which one it is, correct?
3: Yeah, that's the current plan. I I, I said this on on uh, Reddit, and I'll reiterate, that it's the current plan. Right. Uh, <laughs> we're not launching till the autumn, so there is time for plans to change. Um,
1: right, and and so and you mentioned that because, uh, and not because, but I, I, as you say that, I think of you know the the way currently Xbox and PS4 work is that they they two are separate. Right, I can't be on Xbox right. and play on on the PlayStation. But I do remember if several weeks back, maybe a few months ago, there was a um, uh, some gaming news reporting that Microsoft was ready to play nice with other companies like Sony to finally bridge that gap between the consoles and allow players to, to play with one another so th- it's nice to hear that you know it's it's not off the table you're saying that there there's a, a, a possible future for one server to rule them all
3: I, I mean I think there it's possible I also think it is um, logistically quite difficult mm-hmm. uh, I know I've seen questions about uh, about this and people have brought up the patching timelines. It we do have to get patches through uh, Microsoft certification and Sony certification oh. before they can go to the consoles. Wow. So that is why currently the um, the Neverwinter Xbox is running uh, older content, if you will, older versions than the Neverwinter PC. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that will ever change, but it mm. does make it does make that. Difficult, right? Um,
1: What's the time frame, Mike? If you don't mind my asking, like the t- on, the, the on, variation for Neverwinter
3: and, and PC. Yeah. I believe they're about one uh, module off. Okay. Meaning about three months. Okay. But I since I'm not working on Neverwinter, my my answers there are not as informed as they could be. Right,
2: right.
3: <laughs> so I just don't know. I I know at current that 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 getting that to happen is a fairly monumental mm-hmm. effort. Yeah. So I'm not sure, yeah. but, uh, I mean, it's certainly something that would be cool, but it's not like so trivial to implement that we could just say, oh, hey, you know what, let's do that and Mm. flip a switch.
2: Well, I think it'll be really interesting to see over the next couple of months, because I know, for instance, Minecraft, which has console versions and also PC versions that are very different, and I know that Windows has got... For instance a, My- uh, a minecraft app that you can cross play apparently with the pocket edition of minecraft on a different device so there's there are things in the works that they're moving towards this and it'd be really interesting to see uh, it would be nice one day to be able to use some of that technology uh, for star trek online
3: yes it would be really
2: neat well so the star trek franchise um, tends to be very community-driven this is kind of what we're leading into here. Uh, What plans do you have to help maybe bridge the gap between the PC and console gamers um, in terms of forums, contests, any other kind of interactions that will keep the community together?
3: I am not really sure. Uh, Generally, all that stuff is handled by the good folks at Perfect World. Um, uh, Cryptic, we make the stuff and make it work in general. And anything that involves interaction with the people who play our products is is actually the purview of, of Perfect World. Um, so sometimes you see us jumping in there and talking to people, and uh, I'm sure sometimes Morrigan would love to throw her hands up and say, you guys! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, so I can't even guess what they'll be doing. Well,
2: in terms of content, uh, we kind of touched, touched on this a little bit ago, but Will we should we expect that the the version of the game that the that the PC players are playing is going to be more or less the same as the console? So in terms of, for instance, a new story arc comes out, a new featured episode comes out. Will people on the consoles be playing that content at the same time as the people on PC?
3: Uh, not at launch. Yep. they There'll be the same sort of delay.
1: Uh, and as never winters. Is
3: never winter, mm-hmm. uh, simply because we. I can't get into dates, but we have to be ready for certification for Xbox before we would be in a position comfortable to like sync up what we will be currently putting out for the PC.
2: Okay.
3: So, because of that, you know, and and certification is like usually a month long process. That's them going through and saying, oh, this button prompt doesn't have the X in the right color or that sort of thing. Uh, is that
2: really something that they check? Yeah. Oh my god.
3: Yeah, you have to. They have a. Um, so there's two sets of standards, I believe. Microsoft's is TRCs and Sony's is TCRs. I usually get that okay. wrong. Okay. Um, and it's a hundred-page document, wow. possibly more, and uh, it's you know it'll explicitly state here's how your game has to interact with the friends menu in uh, Xbox, and here's how any voice stuff you do has to work here's how any um stores you have Mm. would work and and even uh when someone pushes that big green x button on the controller what happens then and there's very specific rules about these things um i think actually neverwinter kind of helped microsoft with that a little as far as the mmo space Mm. Mm. because um it was fairly new, right? Uh, yeah. Generally speaking, you push that big green button; it has to pause the game, which uh, doesn't tend to work so well in an MMO. Mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. And you know, not many MMOs have done this, right? You, I mean, you guys are right. really leading the way. You know, Neverwinter. Then I, the only one I can, other one that I can think of off the top of my head is DC Universe Online. Mm. Uh, but I think that one was designed. That was another one that was kind of, if I'm not mistaken, designed from scratch to also be on on. PS4. Mm-hmm. But I mean Star Trek Online is really the third MMO that I can think of that that is now moving into the the console space like this. An established read- MMO, right? An established yeah, yeah. MMO, not not something new that's coming up, but um, that's got to be monumental, you know.
3: Yeah, I was looking online earlier and it said that there were 3. Okay. So I don't know what the third one will be or uh, the article I think was slightly older so maybe it's one that's not right. there anymore, I don't know right. but I didn't get the names of the other two because I was searching for Neverwinter, right. I'll admit
1: <laughs> So you mentioned uh, voice for a second and you know Xbox Live and PS4 is, is known for its you know talking to other players so Star Trek Online does in fact have a voice over IP integrated into the game last I checked, I don't know if that, that hasn't been disabled, right?
0: Uh, not that I know Right.
1: Of so is that being upgraded or uh, developed any differently now that it's moving onto the console?
3: No. That's, a, that's basically, again, a third-party mm. uh, service that we do um, for the game. And so for Xbox, and, and I'm imagining for PS4, you basically have to use their voice stuff. Got it. So I, I, unless I'm mistaken, again, I wasn't part of the the integration process for the, for the Neverwinter Xbox thing, they, um, it's, it's basically all handled by them. Okay. You just provide the tie-ins and, and it goes through the Xbox live stuff.
1: So if I'm in earth space talk and, and again, forgive me, I haven't played uh, Neverwinter on, on console. if you're in a, in a public zone, is it like 4,000 people talking at the same time?
3: <laughs> I actually, I'm not sure. I think that there's only voice chat for, um, teams and, okay. and map and, and guild, but I'll be honest, I've, I don't know either.
1: Okay.
3: I, I would imagine that would quickly get old, though, so yeah. I, I, I'm just <laughs> guessing that, that, that that's not a thing.
1: That would be interesting. Yeah.
2: So, can I just change tack for just a minute and ask a, a fairly uh, niche question about, because you're a producer for Star Trek Online, um, how does the addition of these console uh, versions impact what you do as a producer so will you still follow more or less the same production the scheme of your production and then there's and then at the end of it somebody is in charge of delivering that then to the consoles or does it actually impact your day-to-day working so now you're you're trying to work with three streams at once
3: I will say first the second then the f- first the first then the second so before launch we have a dedicated team that's doing this push to get the game on a console, and um, these are people who were working on a different project, and were like, hey, we want to get this on the console, and so they became the team that would do that, so that we still have all our standard uh, team to work on Agents of Yesterday Mm -hmm. and future stuff beyond that. And um, once, however, once we get to launch, it's all one team, so it will be uh, quite a lot of work for production. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to, I think we'll probably have to get another producer. Well
2: I think it's really interesting because potentially you will then, you can't just think of how is this going to work on the PC you'll be looking at how is this going to work on all the different ways that people can play and I think it could be quite interesting. So,
3: Well, admittedly uh, so you will see this in the coming weeks, uh, the content's agents of yesterday i mean we knew that we were going to be on console when we were developing mm-hmm. it uh, and that includes for instance the stuff that's on triple now the tutorial and the uh the other mission so i would argue that you're not going to see much of a difference except i think positively in that we are our, our, our systems designers love complex systems right. i mean there's a surprise yeah. <laughs> and so uh some of this actually, like the fact that we wanted to do console gave us the opportunity to say, okay, well now we really have to do a skill revamp mm. Because we all agreed it was like complicated. Right. And we wanted to improve it. And this gave us the ch- chance to say, look, we now really, really have a reason, so we have to get it in this, this uh, season. Yeah. And so uh, I, that sort of thing, um, hopefully it, it will help us simplify that has long been our, our mantra is to try and simplify things it's yeah. varying degrees of success yeah. obviously but um, so that and it, it definitely should help with performance as far as on the uh, game client side of things so we are definitely seeing performance in, in lighting mm-hmm. and um, I, the UI has been I believe the back end has changed quite a lot yeah. Uh, which would help everyone, yeah. regardless of platform. The front end of the UI, what it looks like, that's still separate per uh, SKU, as we say, per, per platform.
2: So it'll look slightly different, but all the, the buttons and things that you click and what you can see on the screen is going to look different between the PC and the console.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. You, 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 yeah, you can't have thirty powers. No,
1: right, right. <laughs> and, but will will so? For instance, I know um, our science advisor, Dr. Robert Hurt, likes to play with his with his controller. Actually, he doesn't play with the, the mouse and keyboard. Can I import or use the UI that's on the console fo- on the PC? I'll
3: be honest. I don't know. I I feel like I should know. I, I think I think yes, but I could be wrong. At the very least. Uh, the keybinds will be mm. better. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: But I'm not sure. I don't know how difficult or tri- or uh, trivial that is. I th- I think that is possible.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. Uh, well, a lot of this stuff, uh, the boss has far more information on. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Salami Inferno, Steve Bercosa, he is the executive producer for both this and the console. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, he's in Germany. Or I would ask him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just just so you know, right now, Star Trek Online is currently trending on Facebook. Yeah! I just, awesome. made, a t- I just made a tweet about it. Um, That's cool. I saw, I saw Star Trek Online is the first thing on my trending list. Nice. Yeah, I'm not so, on
3: Facebook or I would do something. Like, leap excitedly <laughs> on my wall or... However, this
2: is really big news, though, you know, not just for people who already play Star Trek online, but uh, from the community in general. I think it's a very good move for people who maybe don't already play games on the PC because it can be a bit niche and you have to have pretty decent equipment to be able to run games on the PC. And it's much more accessible, I think, to have consoles, especially if you're uh, someone like me who uses a console not only for gaming, but as a, as a media center, as, a, as, an en- as an entertainment center, or, well, we were talking last week about cutting the cable and going off broadcast television, which I've done, and I do that because I have a console, but then it also allows me access to other things, and there are a lot of people like me that would then have access to Star Trek Online who may not have before.
3: Yeah, I, well, I got rid of cable like 12 years ago or something yeah. like that, uh, at the time because of the money. Mm-hmm. And then, I just really, it turns out, really hate commercials. Like, not not like I dislike <laughs> them, but they make me angry. And I just get, like, almost violent. And that's no good. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Yeah. Right? So, so I actually, my, my, uh, my Blu-ray player, I have an actual Blu-ray player. It's smart, if you will, and can go on the internet. And actually, so can my TV. So, I do have a 360 that I was using as media stuff, but I'll be honest, the that's collecting dust in my room right now because PC Master Race for me. Oh right, for the time being. For the time being.
2: <laughs> but you know, going forward, it's uh, the cost of a console is actually relatively cheap if you already have older TV. For instance, I don't have a smart TV. I have a very, very dumb TV, but I like it. <laughs> um, but it's great because I can buy new. I can buy a new console for a lot less than I can buy a TV for, and and get all my content upgraded. So.
3: Yes, and and a console is definitely so much cheaper than a gaming PC. Yeah. I think even buying a TV and a console is cheaper than buying a gaming machine. Yeah. that's my that's my guess. I haven't. I actually won my smart TV in uh, our first company Christmas party. You so, won a TV. I know. That's amazing. And I, I, I I almost just. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. I was excited.
2: (laughs) I was excited. That's incredible.
1: So a lot of people are asking questions about how subscriptions going to work, downloadable content. What can you tell us about that, if anything?
3: Well, uh, the most of that, I could say, like, I don't know for sure. Those are decisions definitely made above my pay grade, uh, generally by the directors. Uh, As far as I know, the current... The current plan as of, uh, well, I'm going to say late April. Uh, I realize it's May now, but as of late April, was to do the model that uh, Neverwinter has. Because we already have that tech in place. So we wouldn't have to come up with anything new for Star Trek to do this. And so the way it currently works for uh, Neverwinter is that it does require an Xbox Live Gold account to play it. And it is completely separate from the PC entirely like different accounts different all that stuff. So that's all I know. Basically I was talking with one of the Neverwinter producers earlier to make sure I had that right and that is about the extent of
2: okay. mine. And just to clarify that Xbox Live Gold that's your I don't know what it is run here it's it's about 5 pounds. It's the it's the paid monthly subscription to the Xbox right. Live. Yeah, right, I don't know.
3: It used to be 15. I'm not sure if it still is. 15 US, okay. I should say. But I I got rid of mine. Because I stopped, I don't know. <laughs> I stopped using Xbox yeah. Live. Really, is what yeah. happened. I play mostly single player <laughs> games on my console. Yeah. So,
2: so one of our listeners, Jaxi on Twitter, has asked: Will players be able to transfer their PC characters to consoles? Nope, because they're going to be on separate servers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And along the same lines with that, if you've bought DLC through the PC. Will you have access to any of that on the consoles or potentially any kind of benefit or discount or something like that?
3: I am not sure Okay. for that one. I can't, I just, I don't know. I know
2: one of the questions that, come, that seems to be coming up a lot is, will there be any kind of benefit for people who are already lifetime subscribers?
3: Yeah, that I don't know. I don't know that... Uh... Neverwinter, I don't think has an analog to mm. that. I can't honestly can't remember, mm-hmm. which is horrible. But um, it's been a long week. I'm going to tell you that right now. But, <laughs> I can't uh, imagine why. Well, this morning we had our company meeting, the whole company, and I, since the boss man is out, had to give the presentation for S- for Star Trek wow. uh, for the first time, and I actually had a lot of fun, but preparing for it. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Um.
3: I had to learn some PowerPoint animation stuff, and anyway, so I don't remember. Did you make, if did you make a has
1: Did you make a slide like jump in, like squiggly into the frame?
3: I put an upvote. Nice from Reddit going up. Oh, nice! An oh, arrow. Nice. Yeah, I felt really clever, <laughs> and I laughed and like let everyone know it <laughs> <laughs> because that's me, unfortunately. But anyway, so I don't remember about Neverwinter. I think they don't have a lifetime, so I think that's something we have to figure out separately for Star okay. Trek. I I just have no clue though. Okay.
0: So the trailer exclaims, "We are Starfleet," and there is conspicuously no mention of KDF or Romulans. Will there be more than one faction available to console players?
3: Oh yeah, I mean it's going to be the same game. Okay. Uh, we are Starfleet. It was just you know.
2: That's marketing. It's, mar- it's a marketing, it's a marketing video. thing. Yeah,
3: so it's not intended as a slight to the Klingon defense. Is it force front? Either way, Klingons or the Romulan Republic. It's it's just like a some feisty Star Trek, awesome.
1: We are Sparta.
3: Yeah, exactly. We are Starfleet. Yeah, (laughs) we're coming to kick you. Yeah,
2: I like that. That should be the new motto. Hide
1: your kids. Hide your wives. Uh, going to come knocking uh, on your door.
2: No, but that's that's really good news, though. <laughs> that, so basically, it's going to be the same as the current game we have. You'll be able to choose yep. from your four now or three if you count the two and then the half and then the thing that's a faction but not a faction. Um, so you'll be able to choose from that when you start, and that will determine your starting point.
3: Unless I'm wrong, but, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm wrong because our Romulans – expansion is was definitely i think the best work we did post launch mm. up to that point. Uh and then i i mean personally i think that the work we're doing now is the second best. Yeah. But well, no, it's the first best. But for everyone else it's yeah. probably second.
2: Well, to be fair, if you cut out those factions, you would be you would be cutting out like a third of the content of the game, wouldn't you? Right, right, right. So
3: okay. yeah, i i think i just can't imagine it, but you know, I've been wrong before. Let's hope I'm okay.
1: not. I want to take a quick second because we just got a comment on Facebook from Mike Tripp. And he wrote, okay, I'm not a console guy. What would playing a console version give someone who is already playing on computer that he or she doesn't already have on the computer? So I guess, you know, it, really, it, it, it's not. It's, this isn't really targeting existing PC players. This is This is trying to invite new blood into the game. And give people an opportunity that that might not have had it before.
3: Largely. I mean, largely, uh, when you talk in the gaming world, you talk about SKUs, meaning like the little numbers on the back of the boxes and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And so each uh, platform that you put out on is considered its own SKU. Right. So, for instance, a, a different game I worked on, we came out on the PS2, the 360, the PS3, the... PSP, each of those was considered a separate product. And I would say if you keep that mindset, you can see that essentially we're releasing a new product. Okay. That said, there are people who may be more comfortable playing on consoles. I mean, maybe that's their first love and they got a PC that they have for word processing. And maybe, maybe it's not the best PC in the world and they would like to have a better experience playing STO. That might be an enticement to play it on the PC. Uh, otherwise, yes, obviously, you—if you, uh, you are—you've got high-level characters and you enjoy playing them, and, and you don't want to start over, then you don't have to. You've you got the PC. You could just stay there,
2: right.
3: and, I- and like—and I don't say that in a like, well to stay there, I say, as in there really might not be anything for you for the console, and I mean, I think that's okay.
2: Right. right. But I would like yeah. to point out that there are PC players myself included, who actually the reason I play Star Trek Online is because it's Star Trek Online and if it had come out on the console, first I'd be playing it on the console, because I'm a console gamer, and I enjoy the PC version because I enjoy the game, but I will definitely be playing it on the console and I don't even mind that you have to start over. I don't even mind any of that stuff because that's my preference. So there will be players who already play on the PC who just prefer that experience. So there will be a few people, I think, who will convert.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, we saw that with Neverwinter that some people just, like, I actually, I may have joke about PC Master Race. I actually consider myself a console gamer first Mm. and then a PC gamer second. I go through phases where that's not true, like right now. But in general, I think it depends on maybe when you grew up, what you had, but... Uh, NES for the win. I Yeah, I basically <laughs> grew up where NES and Super Nintendo, and you you played games with a, a controller in your hand, mm-hmm. if you will. And so to me, that is the, the more comfortable option. Will I be playing STO on the console? I don't actually even own right. <laughs> the console, the new consoles. That'll be difficult. So, no. But I think even if I did, uh, probably not, but only because I work on the PC Mm -hmm. version, and I think there would be kind of a disconnect. You know, like when we're testing things, in general, we will test on the PC, because we just have far, far more... I mean, everybody has a PC at their desk Mm -hmm. at work, and not everyone has an, uh, an Xbox One dev kit or a test kit.
1: So, Maria, you're fairly well known for your work on the Foundry, so... Let's take a little bit of time and talk about that.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, the big question is... Okay, well, here's the deal. The announcement post for the, the launch on the console specifically refers to the fact that there is over 100,000 player-generated missions in Star Trek Online. But uh, we know that Neverwinter hasn't got the Foundry capability on consoles. So is that going to change with Star Trek Online?
3: Uh, I don't think so. No, it's it's fraught with peril. To to not get too technical, the way our uh, UI is handled, mm-hmm. it's too def different, too different uh, code paths. So there, it's basically as though one was written in uh, Klingon and one was written in uh, English.
0: Right.
3: So getting Getting our imagine that the English version is our normal UI and I don't mean like the words on it yeah. I mean like the, the back end behind it yeah. the founder UI is more like the Klingon version which is going to be a little bit more difficult for the average person to understand and to then maybe make work for a new platform um, on top of that the just the controls for it would be so
1: right, hard. unmanageable oh, yeah. mm-hmm. we would,
3: I mean I I realize I've, like I said, play a lot of console games, Mm -hmm. and I realize, like I know that the Lego games, at least one of them, had a world builder, and it is possible, but I think we would have to just so massively change the way that the the interface worked at all in order to make it feasible. And I, I, it's just yeah.
1: What about the content though? So will, you know, we we established earlier that there would be maybe you know a few months of a of a difference between. What's on the PC server versus the console server? But will Foundry content be available for for console gamers? So a, con, a Foundry author creates something on the PC version, the console gamer can play it.
3: No, unfortunately, those are held. Uh, those those um, the data for all of that is essentially owned by the uh, the server.
1: Okay.
3: And since they will be separate servers, the one server doesn't really talk to the other. Got it. So I don't know if there's plans to, to port some over. Mm-hmm. I, that I'm I'm not part of a lot of the console planning because I said you guys I have to focus on Agents of Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just give me high level stuff, and that's what we've been doing. So it's possible they've discussed this, but I just don't know about that.
1: So let's talk a little bit about um, Agents of She. I mean Yesterday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what you know what uh, talk to us about your involvement with with the, the expansion and, and you know perhaps a little bit of what your hurdles might have been. Uh, what was the most challenging? What's been the most rewarding?
3: Well, rewarding, I'll start there. Okay. I love the originals. Nice. I think there is one single thing named Star Trek.. Nice. Like, no superlative. Right. And it's those shows, so I was super, super stoked about it. Um, and this was actually the first, really the first part of our projects that I was in all the discussions for from the from day one. Right. So all of the story discussions, I was there, and all of the pre planning and the, the impassioned uh, debates about what we should feature in which. Episodes we want to touch on and that kind of thing and that I just that was the best and the other thing that was super awesome is that uh, actually I think the two biggest TOS fans on the like lead side of things is uh, me and uh, Samuel Samuel Wall our uh, lead artist mm-hmm. and so he is in in a lot of ways. We were kind of deferred to on things, uh, on some things, because we're the people that cared the the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say that that Al, that like Captain Gecko, and 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 Salami that they don't care; they absolutely do. It's just that as far as knowledge of the original series. Uh, it turns out I'm kind of a nerd in that area. I was like, uh, no, you guys, this was, you know, in the company meeting today, I'm like, I'm pretty sure, so episode, you know, season X, episode Y, and then I had this moment of like, oh God, I'm a nerd. <laughs> and I say that lovingly, yeah. because as, as, as these guys can attest, I was knitting at the start of this, uh, conversation so obviously no. I've got other things going on but uh, <laughs> so that's that. Hurdles I think is we all have our favorites so uh, I don't want to really talk specifics about what we hit, touched on and what we left out. Uh, right. You bring me back and I will tell more about those after after everything is known yeah. okay. but I don't want to give spoilers but we each had our, our like no we have to have this. We have to have this and, and I mean each of us lost at least one of those arguments. Oh. Um, and, and of course it's going to happen. Yeah, of course it will. Right? Works, yeah. uh, we only have so much time yeah. for one thing. And, and then, you know, you, you want to do justice. Uh, we all felt really strongly about really trying to stay with the, the original series look and feel and uh, theme. And s- so you have to come up with a story that you can still tell within that realm. And sometimes the, the favorites just didn't work as well with that story. For, for instance, uh, the tutorial's out for people who haven't played it. I'm not going to get into specifics, but we uh, revisit a scene that was seen. Wow, that was... It's poetic. That was tricky. Yeah. We, visit, we re- revisit a planet that was hitherto displayed on <laughs> the show. And that we knew we wanted to do from the start. That we wanted to start you out on a place you'd seen before, but it would be different somehow. Yeah. Um, I really wanted that episode to be um, the one uh, with the preservers. Right. From the originals. I, I'm blanking on the name right now. Or I wanted it to be For the World is Hollow and I Have Touched the Sky. Because... The first one, it just made sense to me. If we're starting with the preservers and like, hello, that is like amazing. But uh, I, if I remember, the, one of the bigger objections to that is that it doesn't inherently look TOS, right? Most of that was on a on a on location, right. and it's tough to make locations appear <laughs> in the original yeah. series, right? And then for the world of hollow and I can touch the sky. I mean, I just I really love those. Features. Costume so much. I would wear them. I would wear those radical, bright color kimono every day. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know how we were gonna make that
2: work. <laughs> yeah, so you had to temper those desires with a little bit of practical, actual productiony things. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. and it's just the same. I I was trying to. Uh, it's I have this like right now. I need to try and stay off of the social media. Uh, partly because I need to get my work done. And I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I could spend all day talking to people about the stuff that we're doing right now because I'm so jazzed about it. But I, I mean, I have other things I need to do. And also, it's sometimes hard not to spoil things. Like, I don't know how I managed to not leak, even accidentally, <laughs> what we were doing because this was like, Oh, my gosh, you guys. I'm just, like, jumping up and down. Uh, so excited for that.
1: Speaking of leaks. <laughs> All right, Mario. Now we're going to ask you a few community. Well, we're going to ask you one very important community question. And this yeah. one comes from Charles Halpany. And he wants to know, first, have you seen Captain America Civil War? Uh, no. Oh.
3: Go ahead with your question anyway.
1: Okay. So there's a scene where Bucky is in a market buying plums but then he gets spotted and has to run. What do you think happened to those plums? Do you think Bucky eventually got to enjoy his plum or is Bucky doomed to live a life without plums?
3: I have an answer for that. Okay. Uh, some, of, some of you may understand what I'm saying, some of you are going to think I'm really stupid. Either is okay. I have eaten the plums that were in the icebox and which you were probably saving for breakfast. Forgive me, they were delicious, so sweet, and so cold.
1: I have no idea. I have that no that. idea what that was about. <laughs> it's
3: a poem by William Carlos Williams. Ah. This is just to say. So, I don't know. I, right. I'd like to think that he probably eventually enjoyed a plum, but not those plums. Yeah. Those plums were probably sacrificed. I imagine he threw them like
1: grenades.
3: (laughs) Because plum juice is kind of acidic. And so he probably aimed for their eyes. You know, like, ah, the eyes! It's acidic! What is this?
1: Is this a plum? Did he just hit me with a plum?
3: Yeah. That's my guess. He
2: was picking out the absolute ripest ones for maximum (laughs) effectiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um.
1: So Maria, is there anything that we haven't discussed from the announcements that you are just dying to talk to us about and, and and share in that excitement with the community?
3: Yeah, I think what we haven't discussed so much is just how much love and work was put into all this stuff that we're doing right now. And I have to say, I think that my team really, really has just pulled out all the stops um i i think it'll be evidenced when everybody sees all the, the the stuff we're putting out there but it's awesome it's some of the best stuff ever and oh that's gonna come back to me damn it that's okay i'm standing by that anyway i continue um
1: don't forget the players love it
3: i <laughs> look it's 17 times better than anything else we've done 17 times but uh, I seriously, I think it is really phenomenal, and you'll want to you know stay tuned to other f- announcements coming out for us uh, from us, I should say, about uh, agency yesterday, which um, I think they're yeah. I I hope people will be excited. Yeah, I think I hope they'll like it as much as I do.
2: Well, I know we're all excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
3: Now. I have some questions for you guys. Is that cool? Is this the time where I get to interview you? Oh, um,
1: yeah, this is, defra- no, I, but- no, this is becoming a tradition. No, this I can't. I, I, I refuse. My agent did not tell me that that was going to
2: happen. Uh, did you submit the questions beforehand? Did, did you? <laughs> yeah, did you not get it? <laughs> I put them on file in
3: a branding office downtown.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. What, what What you got?
3: Okay, each of you. I. Want to know, what's your favorite episode of the original series? And if you haven't Oof. watched it, that's cool. Just say, uh, The Cage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, wow. That's going to be a toughie. Uh, Mine's easy.
0: Oh, no, 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 no.
2: Keep it in mind that I actually haven't watched it, the original series. Um, I will when it comes out on Netflix or Amazon Prime. But um, I'm going to say Trouble with Tribbles because Dang. Tribbles. <laughs> on Netflix. Uh, not in the UK. Not in the UK. Oh, I know. She just sucks. D- never mind. I said nothing. Get your act together, Netflix. Yeah. Um,
1: so which is the episode where Spock actually feels emotion and he, like, ends up crying a little bit at the end?
2: Oh.
3: Well, there's the one where those, those people make, like... Season Kirk. one. Oh. That might... Maybe the Galileo 7?
1: I think so. Actually, it might be the Galileo 7. Yes. Where
3: they... There's the... They go down on a planet and he's kind of in charge and he's in the shuttle and there's these people and these guys and they're like, ah, and then, you know, it becomes this role. like he he starts to understand humanity.
1: No, 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 no. This, no, no, it's not that one. It's, it's, he actually loses control of his logic.
3: I don't remember that. I know maybe a muck time, but.
1: Maybe, I don't know. That's a good, actually a muck time is a good one. I'd have to say a muck time. Galileo 7 is, is actually a, a very deep one. Right, because it's it's yeah. he has to learn about humanity. I just you know Cage is a good one, but it's you, know, you gotta like the Cage.
3: Well, I don't know. A lot of people, it's kind of a contentious one to like, right? Because, right, because it's almost nothing too. of what the show becomes.
1: Right, right. But right.
3: those are my favorite aliens. Is that
2: the one that's like okay. in that's spliced in with the other? That's
3: yes. So yes. The, they they took that's the original original pilot, right? And they took it later and mixed
2: it up with some other stuff. Yeah, they stuff put it into a two parter, two menagerie, yeah, the menagerie.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's your next question?
2: Wait, wait, wait! We didn't hear from Winter. Oh. Winter yes, said he, did. he, he had said
0: a yeah. cage. Oh yeah. And yeah. Then and then, then I thought of another one, and Kenna picked uh. it. Triple yeah. triplets.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about what about wasn't it City on the Edge of Forever? Is that the Harlan yeah. Ellison one?
3: Yeah. With uh, what's her name? The famous actress. Yeah. And with the, the with guardian. guardian. I'm
2: gonna say that yeah. one as well because that makes me sound really smart. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah.
3: It's it's a good one. Yeah. Um, the correct answer, all of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, yeah. Just man, kidding. Just man. kidding.
3: Because there are some. Come on, season three? There's some good ones in three.
1: Yes, but th- not nah, But
3: not as good as the earlier ones. Mm-hmm. I will give you that. Okay. And my, my question, because I love this stuff. What is your favorite bit of speculation right now and or a favorite like pet theory of yours about anything Star
2: Trek Online? About anything Star Trek Online. Okay, we're going to have to take a second to, to, to
0: think about this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That the console that is on Drisona Station on Tribble is going to be put into Star Trek Online to get free Dilithium.
2: Now, that is just, that is dreaming. <laughs> yeah. Dreaming. That's like so far beyond the realm of fantasy.
1: <laughs> My speculation is that you guys did in fact get somebody very important in the Star Trek mythos. And you s- just are hiding it so deep, so very deep and close to your chest.
2: Okay. I don't want to yeah. say it because I don't want I, I to get in trouble, but I think there's a very iconic ship coming. That's the one I... That's the one that I... That's my favorite piece of speculation at the minute. Mm. And she says mm. nothing.
3: <laughs> no, of course, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I just wanted to know.
2: Yeah.
3: It wouldn't <laughs> be speculation, and it wouldn't be as fun
2: to be fair but for that for that particular piece i think that's more of a it's like the holy grail i think i just everyone would go completely bonkers if that particular ship did make it into the game um oh, i I'm... wouldn't fly it probably <laughs> you mean
3: the tier five connie that everybody asked for
2: Oh no the, the, no, this is this would be the tier six connie
3: no 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 no. people asked for tier five i've been fighting for five oh, right okay have people changed what they want?
2: Yeah, the goalpost uh, has moved. Yeah. No, I
3: haven't heard that. So look if it, if it, I I can only imagine five.
2: Okay. So,
3: I mean we try to give people what they want, <laughs> then they move the goalposts. Yeah.
2: And then it becomes an unrealistic goal. So Dang
3: <laughs> I joke, guys. I don't I'm not saying.
2: Yeah. So this actually seems like a really good opportunity for us to ask a community question to our listeners. So what was your first reaction to the news that Star Trek Online is coming to consoles and will you be downloading it when it launches?
1: Well, Maria, thank you so very much for speaking with us this episode of Priority One Podcast. We hope you'll come on again after the release of the new expansion so that we can uh, talk about all those things that were left left on the drawing board and couldn't get in and things that won the arguments and and all that jazz.
3: Cool. I I mean, I can't wait either.
2: Those are my favorite talks. Yes,
1: awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you again so much.
2: Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. And now, over to our graphic artist, Henry, a.k.a. Romulan Ale, for another fan art review.
0: Hello, captains. This is Henry, a.k.a. Romulan Ale, with this month's Star Trek fan art review. Each month I scour the web looking for something unique and different from the Star Trek fan artist community to share with you. This month I found a great Tumblr page by Annabelle Doyle with a fantastic collection of Star Trek sketches and cartoons. Her work on the characters faces is very expressive. She seems really good at getting emotions across with just a few necessary lines. Even her loose sketches are alive and full of energy and nothing feels overworked or too scribbly. My favorite of her four panel cartoons depicts a comic of a scene from the Tholian web, in which Spock and Dr. McCoy have to listen to the late Captain's recorded final orders, after he's believed killed by a transporter incident. The comic begins, Captain's log, stardate's sadness. I have sadly died, despite being me. I love that line. The rest of the comic is great too, and I won't spoil it here. There are several of these clever little cartoons on our blog. We'll link to some of my favorites in the show notes. Miss Doyle's blog can be found at adestroyed.tumblr.com. She also has a book available on Amazon containing quite a few of these great comics. I just grabbed a copy for myself. In addition to crawling through Tumblr this month, I spent a lot of time on YouTube watching speed painting and drawing videos. I think speed painting videos are a great way to check out different drawing and painting styles. Watching a time-lapse you really get a feel for how a piece is built up layer by layer that you just don't get when you're watching in real time or looking at a finished piece. YouTube is full of talented artists and many have created some really fantastic works. Something I particularly enjoyed about many of the speed paintings is the background music. Most of them were set to great instrumental pieces from the movies. For instance, there's a great video of a digital painting in Photoshop by Valerie Deschenes featuring Captain Picard and the Borg Queen with a beautiful nebula in the background and some ominous Borg cubes in the distance. This video was set to the main theme from Star Trek First Contact. I was fascinated by the way the artist built up the faces, working in the lighting and carefully sculpting the shapes into fantastic likenesses of both Patrick Stewart and Alice Krieg. Another great speed painting video comes from YouTuber LaRasa. She's working in traditional media with pencils, pens, and brush pens on paper. This one is of an original series Captain Kirk, Mr. Spock, and Dr. McCoy on a dark background. I really like the comic style of it, and I love her use of mixed media. The last video I want to share this month is a truly remarkable example of the amount of work that goes into these short videos. When you realize that this last video, with only a 3 minute and 20 second runtime, took the artist over 64 hours to complete, you really get an appreciation for how easy these talented artists make these paintings and drawings look. This quick time-lapse shows the painstaking progression of a drawing of the ReFit Enterprise NX, drawn completely with ballpoint pens. Even the large, dark, spacey background was completely done with ballpoint pens. This artist's commitment to detail is astounding. This work is easily one of the most intricate fan drawings I've ever seen. This beautiful ship was first shown in the 2011 Ships of the Line calendar. Unfortunately, we never got to see the NX refit on screen, and this speed drawing really, really makes me wish we'd have had that fifth season of Star Trek Enterprise. I'll link to these and a few others in the show notes. See you next month, captains.
1: Message coming in,
0: sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See? We are getting to know each other.
1: Well, captains, this is the part of the show where we open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Just a reminder of what last week's question was. Is the new Star Trek series enough for you to subscribe to CBS All Access? If not, what could they offer you that would sweeten the deal? Small Yoda posted on PriorityOnePodcast.com. While I am relieved that the new Star Trek series is supposed to take place in the Prime Universe, the show itself won't be enough to get me to subscribe to All Access.
2: Well, it is basically what we were saying last week, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Needs a bit more a bit more meat. I'm curious to see what
1: are. Right, right.
2: Uh, so Gavin Runeblade also posted, On CBS All Access, I am disappointed in how it's set up and what it offers, but I want to see the new show, so I'm getting it. Hashtag, well-played CBS. I think a lot of people are probably on the same boat there.
1: I, right, right. Yeah. I don't know that I would say well-played CBS, but more like, you win this one, you know, or something like that. <laughs> Matt posted, I was going to, but Elijah might have talked me out of it. Uh-oh. I hope nobody at CBS is listening to this podcast and going, don't ever do anything with Priority One. I mean, I, I well, I think it should be if somebody at CBS happens to be listening to this episode. Um, I just you know I really think that that CBS All Access needs some love, right? It can't just be Star Trek. There needs to be something for everybody.
2: Um, Listen to you I trying to think, trying to backpedal.
1: No, I. <laughs> but no, because that's what I said. I, I'm not saying anything different. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, I think it's it's it would behoove them to add more content.
2: Fair enough. Well, for a second community question this week. It was from our interview with Al Rivera. What characters from the original series do you hope will turn up in Star Trek Online's new expansion? Tyler Maxwell replied to the forum post for this episode. Okay, now I have to say it. Where's Sulu? And don't say on Earth space doc. That's just one of his many great, great grandsons. I'm talking about Hikaru Sulu, the scientist, the helmsman, one day captain in his own right, that lovable D'Artagnan emulating swashbuckler.
1: That's a really good point. You know, I really wish that, um, that he would have made an appearance here. But my guess is that, like some of the other voices, uh, super expensive, right? These actors are just not cheap. Not cheap, not cheap.
2: I don't know, though, because we've got more announcements coming, so I wouldn't write it off yet. Oh, no,
1: that's true. That's Ooh. true. Sean Newboy posted on PriorityOnePodcast.com. A wonderful show, everyone. With regard to the second community question, Uhura... As a temporal intelligence agent. Which, oh, that'd be sweet. Oh,
2: it would be so cool. It's difficult though that would because. Be awesome, actually. It would be tricky though because it, if they got in a shell. She doesn't sound. The, she
1: doesn't sound the way she.
2: Exactly, they sound different now. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. And finally, Icn1982 replied to the blog post for this episode. I wouldn't mind seeing Archer as in a way he could be considered the first temporal agent.
1: Well, now we have the announcement that Daniels is is involved, so I guess Well, would would Archer Yeah, I guess so, right? Because he did go into the future and back and forth, so he's the first. Yeah, okay, I see. I see what he's saying. Yeah. I see what I see in. I see what you're what you're cooking there, I see in. That makes sense.
2: I see in what you're saying
1: i Yo.
0: that was a good <laughs> yeah, one thanks.
1: that was that was well done Thank you um you know what though I bet he's super expensive too because di- doesn't he doesn't he hold a oh no, that's David hasselhoff, <laughs> but he has to be close second <gasps> David to... hasselhoff
2: in Stowe confirmed
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but um Archer played by uh, Scott Bakula, he has to be like the next most television series actor. Right, so David Hasselhoff has holds a a Guinness Book of World Records for for most TV appearances as an actor. I'm pretty sure Scott Bakula is like close. He's got to be
2: up there, but no, I'm I'm not. Quantum, sort of, what's the uh,
1: quantum leap theme? Um, you know, I've got the stupid HBO theme in my head instead. I want to say
2: it's got lots of drums.
1: Well, that wraps it up for episode 270 of Priority One Podcast.
2: But before we go, here's a reminder of this week's community question. What was your first reaction to the news that Star Trek Online is coming to consoles? And will you be downloading it when it launches?
1: Captains, you know that we love hearing from you. So leave us a comment on our website at PriorityOnePodcast.com, on our Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash PriorityOnePodcast, or tweet us via at pod. You can also be as cool as Chris Keen and leave us a voicemail via SpeakPipe. Just click on the widget on our homepage.
2: Don't miss a thing from the world of Star Trek. Catch our episodes every Monday morning by pointing your favorite podcast app to feeds.priorityonepodcast.com. And if you are listening to us via iTunes, please leave us a review. More importantly, help spread the word about the show and invite your fellow Trekkies. It's your support that keeps
1: us going. Hey, Captains, you can now find us on the Google Play Store, too. And don't forget to tune into Priority One Productions' Guard Frequency podcast at guardfrequency.com, covering the world of space sims, including Star Citizen, Elite Dangerous, Descent Underground, and many, many more. If you like this show, then listening to Guard Frequency can't be any worse.
2: A very special thanks to Maria Rosso, producer for Star Trek Online, for joining us this week. Thanks to our graphic artists, Romulan Ale and Jason Smith. And if you enjoy our comics, the creator of our comic series, Jonathan Towery, can be commissioned at johntowery.com. Thanks to all our bloggers and their managing editor, L, to our writer and social media manager, Jake Morgan, to our video editor, Jerry Tillman, and to consultant Midnight Shadow 7 of Sweet Media for supporting this show.
1: Thanks to our audio team, led by Michael McDonald, with assistance from Brandon Parker, Jake Morgan, Asmaya De DePost, and Gavin Lawarn. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Thanks to our syndication partners, Subspace Radio and Trek Radio. Most importantly, a big thanks to you, the Star Trek community, our listeners. Because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible.
2: Enemy ship on sensors. Red alert. Shields up.
1: Ready weapons. Engage. Engage.
2: this week we check out how far Seth McFarlane will go to Perry D Perry D G G B Perry D <laughs> this week we check out how far Seth McFarlane will go oh, yeah yeah <laughs> later we find out what Trekkies like you have been creating when Henry gives us this month's fan art uh, fa- oh, I was doing well there fan art Spar- spotlights.
0: Fart. <laughs> <Okay>. fart spotlight
1: <laughs> <Fan>. fart spotlight <laughs> 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 hmm
2: According to Variety, she'll be. You know what? what?
1: This is short. This is short enough. Can you just take it from the top for our poor idiot, audio editor, whoever's going to do this one? <laughs> poor, take it from you totally July. said oh, idiot wait. editor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. Hey,
2: Winters.
1: <laughs> I did not say idiot. I was. I forgot. <laughs> I don't know what Freudian I was going to say. <laughs> for, for Winters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I was going to say editor and then corrected myself and said, an idiot. It, was, it sounded like idiot, <laughs> but it was, I was really going to say, it was not that. No, <laughs> <sighs> oh, that's a good one. Whoa.
2: Sorry. I'm so, I'm so giddy of all this, all the Star Trek online stuff today. I'm sorry. Okay. All
1: right. Matt posted. I was going to, but Elijah might have turned me out of it. Ooh. A- I don't know that I want to admit to that. Also, I hope CBS isn't listening. Also,
2: he said, talked me out of it.
1: Oh, talked me. What did I say? Turned me out of it. Turned me out of it. You know, I said it, and as I was saying it, I was like, that really doesn't make sense.
2: <laughs> it's because it's but not was... what it says.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: I'm talking about Hikaru Sulu, the scientist, the helmsman, one day captain in his own right, that lovable, D'Artagnan-emulating swashbuckler...
1: D'Artagnan? Yeah, what did I say? D'Artagnan.
2: D'Artagnan. Well, now I have to... It's D'Artagnan, right? Yeah, it is D'Artagnan. (laughs)
1: D'Artagnan. 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 (laughs) D'Artagnan.
2: Okay, I'll do that again.